welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles today. We're so happy to have you with us. And I'm going to continue reading the Odes to the Divine Mother as an invocation. This is a perfect one today. It's number six. I call to you. I call to you in the quiet of the night before the rest of bed. The day contained a long series of tasks and now I am in stillness with my attention drawn to you. Dear Mother, cleanse me of any residue left over from my actions and make me more and more the servant of your will. Joy is the necessity of life and you bestow all beauty that elevates my soul to receive the gift of absolute happiness. I see your beauty and I am glad. Help me to sustain this vision of your love moment by moment and not fall back into the doubt of uncertainty. You are ever present with me in every atom of creation. I sit and ponder your infinite nature. I wonder at the diversity of your matter, the different qualities of things, and all the brilliance you infuse into the very core of all existence. There is nothing not of you, and all the observations and sensations are but a witness to the immensity of life that has no edge nor end. You beckon me to immortality and to the love of life itself. You lift me up from memories of death to lay me in the fields of eternal joy and beauty. I can marvel at the sights and sounds of every nuance, the subtle shades of shadows and sound murmurs in the background. You encompass me in totality and hold me in your arms that never sleep. You are the mother of my true immortal self to whom I call. Oh, beautiful. That's a good one. Okie dokie. So we're finishing up that... um, Part one, section two, and what was it called? Uh, Revelation, time and miracles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have five and six here. Yeah, I I would start one paragraph before that, like start. Yeah, start here. Here. Start. Here. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's going. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Does not mean that I am in any way separate or different from you except in time, and time does not really exist. The statement is more meaningful in terms of a vertical rather than horizontal axis. You stand below me and I stand below God. In the process of rising up, I am higher because without me, the distance between God and man would be too great for you to encompass. 
I bridge the distance as an elder brother to you on the one hand and as a son of God on the other. My devotion to my brothers has placed me in charge of the sonship, which I render complete because I share it. This may appear to contradict the statement, I and the Father are one, but there are two parts to the statement in recognition that the Father is greater. Uh, that last part, I don't understand this. There are two parts to the statement. Yeah, well, that I, I am one with my brothers, yeah. right? That's one part of the statement, mm -hmm. and I'm one with God. Mm. So, so the Christ exists between the man who is totally aware of his source, totally unified with creation, his God, so to speak. He's totally unified with God. But he's also totally unified with man who has lost touch with God, the separated self. Mm. You could say he's totally unified with the true self and he totally understands and connected with the self that's separated. He himself is not separated, but everyone else is, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he's, he's totally connected with them. And he sees their God nature even when they don't. Mm -hmm. So he can bridge the gap, so to speak. And that's why it says it's a vertical rather than a horizontal mm. difference. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you have to see that he is the same as us, but because he hasn't made the mistakes that we made in, in forgetting our connection to God, our relationship with God. He hasn't made that mistake. Mm -hmm. So he comes to help us restore our our remembrance of who we are. Okay. So it's it's a twofold thing. Mm. He and and God are one, but he and man are one too. Okay, that's the two parts. Okay. Yeah, he and man are one too, even though we've we're all in a state of amnesia, mm. you know? We've forgotten who we are. But it doesn't matter because he's here to restore our memory. And that doesn't take time. That, that doesn't take time. Okay. Number five. Revelations are indirectly inspired by me because I am close to the Holy Spirit and alert to the revelation readiness of my brothers. Mm -hmm. I can thus bring down to them more than they can draw down to themselves. The Holy Spirit mediates higher to lower communication, keeping the direct channel from God to you open for revelation. Revelation is not reciprocal. It proceeds from God to you, not from you to God. Yeah, so, you know, we who are studying this Course in Miracles, um, We're preparing ourselves for an awakening, right? And we, we are 
in the process of an awakening. Mm. And this revelation is kind of a flash. Uh, it's like an instant awakening. It's like total uh, awareness of our God source in, in a flash, right? And, and that proceeds from God to us. And it's, it's kind of, uh, it's an intercession, really, what we were saying in the mm. prayer. Mm -hmm. it, and the miracle is the intercession. And Jesus is in charge of those miracles, right? So he knows when we're ready to receive it. And he can kind of uh, direct it our way because he knows when we're ready. Mm. And, and that, that gift proceeds from God to us. It's, and it's a communication from God to us. It's not a communication from us to God. Like we could sit here all day and say to God, I want a revelation, I want a revelation. And it, and it would not happen. It's, it's not for us to say when that is. Mm. And, and it's not for us to conjure it. It'll be given at the moment we're ready to receive it. And all of our job is to uh, remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence through miracles, through changing our mind, through forgiving all those people we have grievances toward, you know, we've got the, the nitty gritty work to do mm. in the foxhole, you know, mm. it's, it's like, that's, that's where we are in, in the battle of the ego to gain dominance over us, you know, and it's, it's like, we're not so fooled by the ego anymore, having studied the course, mm. you know, so we can forgive faster. We can drop our anger faster. We can not get in a state of fear. We can know that guilt is never appropriate for anything, even the worst mistake you made. So, so we've come a long way, but this revelation is still in the hands of the Holy Spirit and Jesus to bring down to us. And he will, mm. he will. But we do our part. Mm. Number six, the miracle minimizes the need for time. In the longitudinal or horizontal plane, the recognition of the equality of the members of the sonship appears to involve almost endless time. However, the miracle entails a sudden shift from horizontal to vertical perception. This introduces an interval from which the giver and the receiver both emerge farther along in time than they would otherwise have been. The miracle thus has the unique property of abolishing time to the extent that it renders the interval of time it spans unnecessary. There is no relationship between the time a miracle takes and the time it covers. The miracle substitutes for learning that might have taken thousands of years. It does so by the underlying recognition of perfect equality of giver and receiver on which the miracle rests. The miracle shortens time by collapsing it, thus eliminating certain intervals within it. 
It does this, however, within a larger temporal sequence. Uh, the miracle substitutes for learning that might have taken thousands of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's just use an example. We're we're all students of metaphysics enough to know that uh, when we have something negative happening or something, uh, some condition in our body, that it didn't just get there overnight. It, it, it was a long series of thought forms that then manifested as some kind of problem, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're all clear on that. Mm-hmm. That thought precedes form and that th- thought is behind all of our pains and suffering, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that that could have taken time. You know, you think you think I'm bad long enough and you're going to get something happening in your life that's bad. Mm. All right? Or if you think I'm not good enough, you're going to or I'm a failure, you're going to eventually manifest failures, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that that's over a period of time. All right. So, let's just say you're you're stuck in the hell you made up as a result of all these thoughts and Jesus comes along and he sees okay well this person is suffering because of his wrong-mindedness now how long does it take to correct your mind I mean if 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 someone with the certainty of Jesus came, or Babaji, mm-hmm. you would be <clears throat> you would be affected by the force field of their certainty. You know, their divine certainty, right? They come in, boom. They're mm-hmm. they know they're the son of God. They don't have problems. Mm-hmm. There there's an aura around them, an aura of of certainty, of power of spiritual power right so and their only job is to come and work miracles and and turn people's lives around well it doesn't take them time for them to change your mind right so all those thoughts you were thinking for years or lifetimes that uh put you in the hell that you're in now, they can undo those thoughts in very short time. And that's what it means. Miracles can save thousands of years. They're outside of temporal order. They're vertical, not horizontal. They restore the vertical order, or we, we used the word a couple days ago, the, the sphere of celestial order. They know what that is, and they restore that celestial order to your awareness instantly. And in that, in that restoration or intercession, they've just cut time. Could be thousands of years. Mm. You could have gone on for another thousand years screwing yourself up with the way you're thinking. Yeah. All right? Well, they come along and correct your way of thinking. And now, okay... The cause of your pains and suffering is gone, and th- they'll clear up. 
So does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Should I read two more paragraphs? Uh, not in the next section. Let's, we've completed that that's section. That's enough? So that's enough, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think, I think we have to get this. Uh, Jesus and we are brothers. He shouldn't be up on a pedestal. Uh, miracles uh, are our entitlement and we have to be ready to receive them and we have to be ready to change our mind whatever thoughts we need to let go of uh, you know whatever fears guilts and angers we need to let go of fine and the Christ is here to help us in that transmutation that forgiveness process and those are the miracles. And then when we've cleared enough away, uh, and those don't take time either. It's just how much unwillingness do you have? The less unwillingness you have to change your mind, the quicker the miracle is going to be. All right? So l let's get in that frame of mind that I can drop it. I can change my mind. I can let go of negative emotions, negative thoughts. And those are miracles when you do that. And then in that state of purity, you're ready to receive revelations. Who knows what it'll be? We don't know. We don't know. And we shouldn't try to anticipate that because they're given. Revelations are given. And you can barely talk about them once you've even received them. They're, they're that uh, profound, you know? So, um, yeah, so let's get ready for greatness. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else to say, Sandra Ray? No, I, I want to sit here and meditate on that, what you just said. Okay. All righty then. So I think these are going well, these talks on the mm -hmm. text, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm seeing it much deeper than I did before. Yeah. And um, I think if we just take it, you know, one step at a time, one paragraph at a time, it's going to reveal so much deeper uh, things in us that uh, we're ready to hear. All righty then. Thank you.